Would you all take your Bible and turn with me to Galatians chapter 5 today? I'm starting a brand new series uh, as we're ending spring, and hopefully we're going to get into summer at some point. Boy, we've had some crazy weather. Did any of you have any rain at your house on Wednesday night? Uh, man, did it rain. It was big time, wasn't it? It was awesome. Every time we have a storm like that, I always think of Pastor Sammy and Victoria and wonder how they're enjoying this beautiful Ohio weather. You know, it's just, see, Florida's boring because it's always the same. You know, and this, this is so nice. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to entitle this series. I'm not going to entitle this the Fruit of the, fruit of the Spirit series. I'm going to call it Summer Fruit. Summer Fruit. And uh, we all like fruit. Do you ever wonder why God said these are the fruit of the Spirit and not the vegetable of the Spirit? You know, fruit is so much nicer, isn't it? I just, you know. But uh, we're going to be looking at this. And uh, so I, I want you to see as I read today in Galatians chapter 5, what we're heading for, what we're going to be looking at in the next uh, several weeks. So Galatians chapter 5, verse number 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit, so this is something that grows inside of us by God. The fruit of the Spirit is love. How many of you want more love? Okay, some of you are going to get it. Joy, peace, forbearance, can I say patience? You don't have to pray for patience, it's just going to come. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those are the fruit of the Spirit that we're going to be looking at in these several weeks coming up. Some of those we're going to take one week at a time, some of those we're probably going to combine. But I want us today to also look in the book of Matthew. Would you go to Matthew chapter 13? Because as I was in prayer and study this week, I started really working hard on, on the fruit of love, and, and I was just going to just, just nail that today. And as I was, God really was telling me, we may not be ready to receive love. We have to get the soil ready. And if any of you have ever planted anything, you just don't plant something in, 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 in some kind of nasty dirt, rocky dirt, weedy dirt. you got to get the soil ready. So today we're going to be looking at the soil, okay? And uh, here's a parable of the sower in Matthew chapter 13. I'm going to start at verse number 3. Jesus is telling a parable, a story. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let him hear. Jesus explains this because oftentimes he told a story, and those around didn't understand what it was all about. And later the disciples say, Lord, what do you mean by that story? So he gives the explanation in verse number 18. Listen then what the parable of the sower means. 
When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your word. We thank you what you want to plant inside of our spirit. Today, help us to prepare the soil of our heart to receive the fruit of your spirit. Give us ears to hear today and the strength to make decisions. And we thank you for it. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Folks, the very instant we gave Jesus our life and he became Lord of our life. He put some seed inside of our heart that gives us the potential to grow the most beautiful fruit that this world has ever seen. There, there's an ability inside of each of us that, that's going to cause us just to, everybody's going to look at us and go, whoa, what is different about them? It's called the seed of God, the fruit of the Spirit, but we need to get our heart ready. So there's a law of the harvest. You probably have all heard of the law of the harvest. Here, let, let me give you a point one of this. Jesus said, the Bible says, the Apostle Paul said, you reap what you sow. Okay, that makes sense, doesn't it? If you want strawberries, you plant tomatoes. If you want strawberries, you plant strawberries. If you want an apple tree, you plant apples. If you want cilantro, you plant cilantro. You reap what you sow. If you, if you sow the goodness of God, you're going to reap the goodness of God. If you sow into this wickedness world, you're going to sow, you're going to reap wickedness. You know, it's just, it, it's so obvious here. You reap what you sow. Point number two on the law of the harvest. You reap more than you sow. And you know that. You plant a little tomato plant, and out comes all these tomatoes. You plant one, you get all kinds of things, okay? So no matter what, if it's good or if it's bad, you're going to reap more than you've sown. And you know that. There's a consequence for sin, but there's a blessing for following God. You reap what you sow, you reap more than what you sow. And many of us in this room, we understand that God's blessing is so much greater than what we ever deserve because we, we just get more than than. Than, than what we, we deserve, really. You, then this, you reap in a different season than you sow. There's so many people that they sow unrighteousness and wickedness and all kind of bad things. They do the wrong things, and then they look at themselves and say, you know what, there's no penalty for this. It's not any big deal. Um, you reap in a different season than you sow. When the farmer you know, plants, you, you, you all know it, he, he plants a seed, and then three months later, you, you reap what you sow. And there's going to be a consequence for sin. There's going to be a consequence, and we just need to understand that. It may not happen today. You may not see it today, but you're going to see it. One of these days, your parents are going to find out. Your spouse is going to find out. Okay, confession time. You ready for a confession? I was not always perfect. 
like I am now. Okay. When I was in high school, I dated a girl whose last name was the last name of one of the streets in Louisville. To show my adoration to this girl, I stole a street sign. <laughs> Just like all of you would do, right? Don't do this, okay? Don't do this. I put it in the trunk of my car. It was a cold day. My, tr my, my car doors froze. I asked Dad to help me un unlock my car doors. He said, sure, be glad to. Let's start with your trunk. I said, Dad, I don't need in my trunk. I need to get in my car. Help me with the car. Let's start with your trunk. Don't you hate it when your parents know everything? And how do they know that? It's by the Holy Spirit. And I didn't reap when I stole the sign, but I sure reaped later when Dad popped the trunk. So it happens that way. And here's a fourth one. You don't reap unless you sow. You're not going to grow in God unless you sow those seeds. You're not going to grow in your relationship with God if you just keep doing nothing and you don't give a rip about God. You're not going to grow. It's just not going to happen. Okay. So sowing the seed here in this parable was God's part. I'm wondering if we can edit that tape on that last story I just gave. Sowing the seed was God's part. It was a seed that no one else could plant inside of my heart. God wants to plant the fruit of the Spirit. He wants to plant something so amazing in my life that it would just blow me away. He he's, he's wants to do that. And, and it's my, my part now to take care of the seed, to take care of the soil. It's not my seed, it's God's seed, but I have to make sure it grows inside of me by the choices that I make. The Bible speaks of soil quite a bit. So before we discuss the fruit of the Spirit and all these wonderful things that can come outside of us, we need to look at the soil. Soil is like the glue that holds the seed. Um, it, it's, it's good soil here. It's not just dirt. You go to Lowe's and you buy a bag of topsoil. And, and we did this last summer we, or spring. We went to Lowe's and I wanted some topsoil. Okay, we went to Lowe's. Marsha wanted some topsoil. There's economy, there, there's premium, there's ultra. I went online this week, I found 25 types of topsoil at Lowe's. It comes from $1.49 a bag to $13.82 a bag. So what in the world's the difference? If it was all the same, why doesn't it cost the same? It's not all the same. When we were there last year, I asked the worker, I said, how come this bag's $1.49 and this bag's $6? And he said, it's the filler that's inside. Says some of the, the $1.49 has a lot of uh, weeds. It has straw. It has little pieces of wood. Where this other bag here is more topsoil. So which one did I buy? <laughs> the $1.49, of course. <laughs> to, to grow in the fruit of the Spirit, I must take care of the soil. So Jesus gives us an example of four types of soil in the Word today, which makes me believe that everyone in this room 
has one of these types of soil. There might be a combination, but we all fit. This fits us. Don't be, you know, elbowing the one beside you and say, listen up, he's talking about you. Okay, this is for all of us. The first one is in verse number four, and it's hard soil. As he was scattering the seeds, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. It's those with a hard heart. If you, if you planted grass, you know, you, you reach in into the bag, at least this is how I do it. You reach into the bag, and, 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 and you, you get the soil prepared, and then you begin to scatter it. You begin to you know, reach in and begin to throw it out. This is, I, I don't know how you do it, that's how I do it. And you reach in, and you begin to throw it out. In the Bible days, they walked everywhere they went. There were paths through the garden. There was paths to the house. There was paths to the temple. There, was pa there were paths everywhere. And everywhere, Jesus said that the seed hit the path where people walked. It was hard. And the birds came, and they, they, they had a snack. There was nothing that could penetrate that hardness because it was just like concrete. It's been walked on and trampled on. It was a hard heart. And that's what we need to look at today, that some of us, and I just weep inside my heart, because there are some, we hear the word of God, and our heart is so hard that the word of God does not penetrate. We, we have, through rebellion, through disobedience, through all kinds of stuff, our heart is hard, and there's just nothing that's going to get inside of there. So what's the solution for that? The prophet Hosea said in Hosea chapter 10, verse 12, that we need to break up the unplowed ground. When, the, when our heart is hard, we need to go to God, cry out to God and say, God, forgive me, and then begin to allow God to begin to work and, 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 and fertilize and, and, and plow and take care of whatever needs to be done so that we can receive the seed so we can grow in the fruit of the Spirit. This is what needs to happen here. So maybe some of us, if I can just be so blunt, stop being so hard. And you say, well, if God wants me to change, he'll change me. Well, let me just say this. If you're a pain in somebody's neck, stop being a pain. Okay? Allow the hardness to, to soften up. Uh, allow the pride. Break, break the pride inside of your heart. And believe me, those around you will appreciate it. The rocky soil, number two. Verse number five. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. The rocky soil is the shallow heart. This is not surface rock they're talking about there. In the Bible lands, they have about six inches of topsoil. And below the six inches... There, there's a layer of limestone. And what happens is that the seed on top, it will grow, the roots will grow about six inches deep. It's going to hit that hardness. It's going to hit that rock inside. And then, then the growth is going to stop. It's not going to happen anymore. This is the kind of person who loves Jesus. They love Jesus. They begin to grow. They're really loving it. And then something happens to them. A trial comes along. God seems to disappoint them, and because their root does not go real deep, the pressure of life, the heat of life, the circumstances of life begin to come and scorch them because their root does not go deep enough because our heart is shallow. And we need to allow God to break that rock inside of us. Or maybe this is the person that grew up in church. 
boy, I'm scared about the person that grows up in church. I'm thankful I grew up in church, but I'm scared for the person that grew up in church because it's very possible that you do not allow God to be your God. You don't allow the God of your mother to be your God. And we have to have a personal relationship with God. And if we're not careful, our, our, our rocky soil is there. We, we grow a little bit. We, we get a little bit. We have a little bit of God. But when pressure comes and peer pressure comes, our roots don't go deep. And then, then it's, we're, we're just dead. We're, we're just dead. The sun comes out, the pressure of life, the temptations come, and we fall over and over and over again because there's no root system. Some of us say, I know I should be in church, but, okay, that's the shallow one. I, I know I should be growing closer to God, but. You know, we have all these excuses. I know I should be doing more for God, but. And with that, we're, we're, we're hitting the rock. We're growing a little bit. We're hitting the rock, and we're never going to develop to be that person that God wants us to be. And if we want the fruit of the Spirit growing inside of us, we need to bust up that rock so that we can grow. You see, back, back, maybe this will help. Back in 96, we built this building you're sitting in. And that front yard was just a mud pit. So we had this brain thrust. Let's go plant some grass. So we went and we investigated out there. And we saw, we, we, we counted up about a bazillion rocks out here. You can't plant grass with all those rocks. So we had a raking party. And we, we, everybody brought their rakes, and we lined up on the parking lot side by side, and we just began to go along the side of the parking lot, or where the parking lot is now. It was all grass there, and, and we just, we, it wasn't grass yet. You get the point. We, we had piles of rocks. We had to get rid of all these rocks, and guess what? We got rid of the rocks. We planted the seed. We watered the seed, and voila, we had grass. We had to get the soil ready. We had to get rid of the rocks. And some of us, we have rocks inside of our hearts, and we need to get rid of those things. And these are the disappointments of life, our habits that we're messing with. We just get so far, and we can't grow anymore because there's rocks in there. Some of us have past hurts, and God hurt us, or some people hurt us, and we're not growing in God. What we're doing, we're just allowing our root system to get so far, and then it's hard, it's, it, it's rocky, and there's nothing that's going to penetrate that unless we allow the Holy Spirit coming to blow those things away. And then we're going to be the person God wants us to be. I want to spend some time with the third soil in verse number 7. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. I call this the thorny soil or the deceived heart. The deceived heart. This soil drives me crazy. Here's the person. They're, 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 they're growing. They're loving God. They're being faithful. They're, 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 they're sharing, they're loving life, they're doing, it seems like everything's right, and man, we look at their life, and man, they're just growing like, like crazy. Yes, there's some obstacles in life, but they're able to get through them because they know, they're convinced that God is good. And then somehow, slyly, sneakily, stealth-like, something happens, and a thorn or a weed. Brother Richard in Sunday school this morning, he talked about weeds. Marcia hit me. She knew what I was preaching on. 
a weed begins to grow inside of us. And the Bible says that the weeds come and they choke the life right out of us. Weeds. We penetrated the rock. We're growing like crazy. And then the weeds come, sucking the life out of us. And the scary thing is, is that at first we don't even recognize it. And six months from now, we look back and we say, I'm not doing so good. When did this happen? Remember, you reap in a different season. And you say, back then, I started to compromise my standards. Back then, I started to do some things that I knew wasn't right, and it didn't seem to affect me too much. But here I am six months down the road, and all of a sudden, I realize that those decisions I made then are, have been affecting me until I realize it now. Those are weeds. It doesn't take much effort to grow weeds. I've never met anyone who woke up one morning and said, today's the day I'm going to go out and plant weeds. Weeds just happen. The wind blows and boom. On the way here, we saw on Main Street, there's all these dead-looking dandelions, a, a, a million of them on the road. And Marcia said they're not yellow anymore, which means they had that puffy thing. And with the puffy thing, I don't know, I'm not a horta, 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 yeah, I'm not that person, okay? But, but I do know with those puffy things, the wind blows and those are seed and they're going to go make more. You don't have to do anything to get weeds. And in our spirit, we don't have to do anything to get weeds. We just have to wake up in the morning and do nothing toward God and weeds are going to come. This is the third type of soil. Live and breathe, and you'll find a weed. Monday, I came home from work. God bless my wife. She was out in the flower bed pulling weeds. I don't know how long she was pulling weeds, but when I got home from work, of course, I was expecting dinner on the table, and she was going to, you know, just take good care of me and all that. And, and, and she said, um, um, I'm pulling weeds. I don't know how long she pulled weeds, but I know I got to help her for three hours. <laughs> and weeds can take over. I didn't even know we had that many weeds. Weeds are a pain. Weeds must be stopped. And you can't just break the weed off at ground level. You gotta, you gotta dig in there and Get the root system, and some of the roots are bigger than the weeds. They go, and those weeds, they hold on for dear life. They're not going to let go easily. And there's things inside of our spirit that are choking us, sapping the life right out of us, and they're holding on for dear life, and they don't want to let go, and they don't want you pulling them out. And it takes a lot of time and effort to get the garbage out. And you say, well, I thought God was supposed to clean me up. No, God is telling you how you're supposed to live, but we have choices that we have to make. And the only way that we're going to get rid of the rocks and get rid of the weeds is by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we need to do this because God is wanting to grow something inside of us that's going to be beautiful. It's called the fruit of the Spirit, but it's not going to happen. We can hear about love and joy and peace and all this kind of stuff, but if we don't have the soil prepared, we're never going to be the person God wants us to be. Wow, awesome stuff. The Bible says these thorns, these weeds, 
couple areas. There, some of them are the deceitfulness of riches, that money can make me happy. Even the Beatles back in the 60s said, can't buy me love. Riches, worries, sensual pleasures, they, they, the, the worries of, of this life. Verse 22 explains it. I, I want to read verse 22 one more time. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. The worries of this life. I, I looked up some, some good definition, I, I think, for, for that term, worries. To be troubled, to be anxious, to be fearful, to be afraid, the what ifs of life. What if this happens and then this happens and this happens and this happens and you're laying in bed, you're pulling out your hair. Uh, maybe that's my problem. <laughs> worrying about finances, hunger, worrying about who you're going to date tomorrow, you know, just craziness. And it says it chokes you. And, and the, the word choke means it will suffocate you. It will smother you. It uses the, the word asphyxiate you. It would just, it's like putting a pillow over you while you're sleeping and you're just, you can't do anything but die. And that's what these weeds inside, they choke the life right out of you. And the thing is, the thing is, folks, we know it. We know it. We know that if I, if I sow that, I'm going to reap this. We know it. But yet we're, it says the deceitfulness. We're, we're just being deceived. And we're thinking we can get away with it because we're not paying the penalty now. But we reap in a different season than we sow. You're going to pay. You are going to pay. It just might not be today. And this is where many get stuck in their Christian walk. This, this third soil here, just God help me. I'm talking about me. I need help here. You need help here. It says the pleasures of life. Um, there's a huge difference between the pleasures of life and the pleasures of God. Huge difference. The pleasures of life is living for the moment, living for now. Eat, drink, and be merry because tomorrow we, we die. And what happens if you do die? Yeah, it's not good. Here's where pleasures are. See, the pleasures of life distract us from the pleasures of God. If we're not careful, the devil's going to deceive us. We're going to begin to sow to the pleasure. To just to, I'm just so tired of following God. I just want to have some fun in my life. Have you ever thought that? Don't raise your hand. But Psalm 1611 says this. You make known to me, David says, you make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence and with eternal pleasures at your right hand. David understood that joy and eternal pleasures, not temporary pleasures, but eternal pleasures come because of my relationship with God. And my relationship with God is only going to be fruitful if I choose to get rid of the weeds in my life. Pretty simple. So when the pleasures of life keep us from the pleasures of God, we're at a fork in the road, and we have to make a decision. Am I going to sow to my flesh, or am I going to sow to my spirit? Do I want to grow in the fruit of the spirit? Do I want to grow in God's love and God's joy and God's peace, or am I just going to be a pain? 
So we have to make a decision. Am I going to uproot the weed? You say, but I don't have time to do godly things. Um, schedule, time, it's all a gift from God. We get 24 hours every day to fill it with anything we choose. What a gift. Man, you got to wake up this morning and you say, man, I got 24 hours to fill up my day. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to bless somebody. I'm going out for lunch later. I'm going to. We, we choose uh, seven days a week to fill it with what we choose. And when we say we don't have time, I just question who's in control of your schedule. No one is forcing us to do anything except maybe our wife. <laughs> or or maybe, maybe a parent if we still live at home. But it's all for our good. And we get to choose. Am I going to have a rocky spirit? Am I going to have a weedy spirit? Or am I going to have a good spirit? And am I going to, to, to grow the things God wants me to grow? And if I say I don't have time to do the godly things, deception is creeping in and we need to wake up. Soil number four, verse number eight. Still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop, now get this, a hundred or sixty or thirty times what was sown. That's the law of the harvest. You reap more than you sow. That's the law of the harvest right there. Good soil, a productive heart. Some of you, I, I know you, you're, you're good, man. You've got a green thumb, and you, you go down to the soil, and boy, you can just, you can just smell it, and you know that that is good soil. It's deep. It's dark. It's rich. It has a smell to it. You can tell by the touch. And good soil takes work. About 20 years ago, my dad wanted to get the garden ready. Now, when I say garden, his gardens were about this, these two sections here. And he wanted to get the garden ready. So he called me up and said, Dan, do you know anywhere I can get some rich manure? I gave him a really bad answer. I said, yes. So I called up someone I know that lived on a farm. And we took Dad's beat-up old truck. I, I don't know how this thing even ran, but it ran, so he was happy. Went to this guy's farm. He had a front-end loader, and he picked this, the, the wettest, smelliest, nastiest manure you ever saw in your life. And he dumped it into the bed of that truck. And it began to seep through all the rust cracks, and it was just nasty. My dad was loving this. You had to know my dad to appreciate this. And, and so I'm driving the truck, and it was on the other side of Louisville. Dad lived over here, and we had to go right through town. I said, Dad, I'm going to go on the back roads. He goes, no, 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 no. We got to go through town. He was smiling. We hit every light. Um, people were staring. Kids were choking. Old ladies were passing out on the street. It was bad. And we got that load home, and my mother saw that, and she about had a cow. Like, what in the world? It was nasty stuff. I helped Dad shovel that stuff off. 
And then dad got his tiller out. And he began to till that in the ground, in the dirt. Began to just work it up. It smelled like crazy. I'm not kidding. And, 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 and he began to till it and began to work it. Took a lot of work. It took a lot of effort. And dad was out there doing it with his tall boots and just, and he had it ready. He planted the seed. He watered the seed. God watered the seed. And you know the end of the story, don't you? We had incredible vegetation out of that. It takes work to have good soil. Well, I thought we were supposed to love God by grace and not by works. I'm not saying we love God by works. I'm saying because we love God, we're going to get the soil ready. Because we love Him. Because God wants to do something inside of us, and we have to get, get our heart ready. And this is exactly what, what Jesus is talking about here. That we need to do our part to prepare the soil of our heart. Focusing on the end result, because he said you're going to produce 160 or 30 times more than what you've ever sown. To focus on the end result and not focusing on the immediate pleasure of the day. Not focusing on our worries. Not focusing on our troubles. Not focusing on all the pain and all the hardship. Not focusing on past hurts. Not focusing on things that choke the life out of us. Not focusing on all the bad that has happened. But we need to begin to focus on what God has and God's plan for us. And God's still growing in us. And we need to get rid of the rocks and the weeds so that God can have his way in our life. And the result, you're going to bear more fruit than you ever imagined. I'm ready to bear some fruit. I'm ready to bear some fruit. I, I, I Googled because Google knows everything. And I Googled, I, I said, Mr. Google, how many kernels of corn will I get from one kernel of corn? See, when I was a kid, the way we planted, you get your, your, get your row for the corn, and you get a little hole, and you put, you got to put three, not, not, not two, not four. You put three, we put three kernels in there, we covered it up, and, and those three, Mr. Google says, produce those three, those three produce 800 kernels. That's some serious multiplication. And when I look at this story today, and God wants to plant the fruit of the Spirit in me. He wants to plant love. He wants to plant joy. He wants to plant patience. He wants to plant those things in me. And God is saying, Dan, I have the seed. Get the soil ready. Because I want to grow something inside of you that would just blow you away. Don't you want that? Don't you want that? Man, that's what I want. That's what I want in my life. And, and, and this, this uh, corn, you know, three kernels goes into 800. You will always do more with God than you can do without God. Always. So let's get the seed ready. Let's get the soil, the soil ready, I should say. Ephesians 3.20, one of our favorite verses here at Louisville First. God will do exceedingly above more than we could ever ask or imagine according to his power that's at work within us. As we allow God's seed to work inside of us, as we get the soil ready and you mix that with that good seed, God said, I'm going to produce something inside of you that, that would just shock you. And that's what I want. There's been times this week that I haven't been very loving. Anybody have any moments of anger this week? 
disappointment, discouragement. We're not joyful. We're upset. We're, we're just kicking, you know, kicking cans, kicking the dog. We're not patient. We're upset. We're always in a hurry. What's going on? I'm telling you, God, God has a solution for that. It's called the fruit of the Spirit. And the moment we said yes to Jesus, that fruit came, that seed, that seed came inside of our heart. And some of us were not growing as we should because the soil of our heart is full of rocks and it's full of weeds and it's full of things choking the life out. And I'm just challenging you and I want you to challenge me. Let's get rid of all that junk inside so that we can produce what God wants us to produce. Man, why not? They will know, Jesus said, that you are my disciples by your love. And how are we going to let love shine out of us? It's when we get the soil ready because the seed's already there. We have the seed already. Jesus planted the seed. 